There is treasure in and beyond your pain. What you seek is seeking you, beloved. To feel, transmute and alchemize pain is your power. And this power is within you right now. If you'll only give yourself permission to access it. To tune in to the truth of who you are. To allow the healing of your soul. Self-healer. Rise. Hi beloveds and welcome back to Beautifully Empowered. Today the topic is going to be what is narcissistic personality disorder generally. I don't know about you, but before I started to look into antisocial personality disorders, I used to think that someone who is a narcissist, um, because of this word, you know, just gets literally thrown around, um, especially in this um, selfie-obsessed, celebrity-driven culture, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I used to generally think, and I think the majority of people assume this, that being a narcissist is somebody that is just excessively vain and full of themselves. But when you look at what a narcissist actually is in terms of how a psycholo- how, it, um, how it's perceived in a psychological term, it doesn't really have anything to do with self-love, um, at least not genuine self-love. And it's more to do with people with this narcissistic personality disorder, NPD. They are literally ob- are obsessed and they're obsessed with a false idea of themselves they're they're in love with an inflated self-image because this self-image inflated self-image which is false by the way it enables them to avoid the deepest insecurity within them so because they have such shame and guilt about the death of their own inner child, they have to keep creating these false facades and these false masks that they do not even believe in themselves. And this is why their behavior becomes so dysfunctional because the masks that they're putting on in order to draw people in are not real. And they know that even if somebody falls in love with them, that they've fallen in love with a lie. And so they they, they know that that it's almost like they're incapable of experiencing real love because they are in love with something that is not real. And the people that fall in love with them are also in love with something that's not real. So a narcissist or narcissistic personality disorder basically involves these patterns of very self-centered, arrogant thinking and behavior, an extreme lack of empathy in consideration for people and they can fake empathy but you will slowly see that mask fall and they might have they might show you deep gratitude and deep love and I think to a to a level it might actually be true that they're able to love just a tiny little bit if you're giving them what we call narcissistic supply which is basically feeding their lack of self-esteem because they can't give themselves love they have to find it externally if you're giving a narcissist attention in that moment when they're feeling full because they are energetically empty and they have to find 
they have to fill themselves up energetically by looking externally to other human beings as opposed to, well, you should be able to just give that to yourself, right? (laughs) In that moment of you giving them narcissistic supply, which is energy, admiration, love, attention, they might be in love with you in that one moment, in that one tiny little moment, but it's not real, you know, as much as it feels real. And people will describe them as like, manipulative, selfish, patronizing, cocky, demanding, and everything is literally on the surface level. And in every single area of their lives, from literally work to friendships to family and love relationships, they are not able to actually hold meaningful relationships. Because if you think about it, let's just get to what a narcissist actually is. A narcissist in the same way as an empath has had a horrific abusive, whether that be physically, sexually, emotionally, emotional neglect, um, they've had that in, in their early foundation of childhood in the same way that an empath has. However, they have not had a mirror of love held up to them to be able to see themselves in the same way, again, as how an empath has not had a mirror, a parent, to mirror back to them what love is. Now, if you've, if you've not had love as a child, or it could just be a case where you've been overly praised for um, getting high grades or any any compliments that you've done and your parent doesn't see you for the soul that you are, just your compliment, accomplishments, that can also create a narcissist. Um, but for the most part, it's having no mirror shown back to you. It creates this empty shell of a being. And... It it is sad looking at how a narcissist is created because of their environment. In the same way that an empath, you know, with empaths do not identify with their abusers, whereas narcissists do. And I don't I'm not saying all of this so that you feel sorry for narcissists, because I don't think anyone should feel sorry for a narcissist, because at the end of the day, they've killed their own inner child. They they're the ones that have chosen to snuff out their inner child and they've chosen to wear these false masks to manipulate people into drawing them in to abuse them. To abuse people is a choice. Empaths don't go around abusing people. So, you know, I'm not saying it in the sense that um, oh, we should feel sorry for them. I'm just saying that th- th- this is one of the reasons they are why they are the way they are. Um, and it, it really is to do with their behavior. And they are literally so resistant to changing their behavior because why would they change their behavior? You know, they, they, need, they, they live and breathe every single day to get narcissistic supply because love was not given to them as children. So their inner child is completely dead because they've chosen to wear these to, to wear these false masks, to deceive and manipulate people, to emotionally abuse people, to emotionally destroy people in order to get what they didn't get as children. Now they don't have any empathy. So this is where the danger comes in because they are not thinking about how it will affect you. They're not thinking about how manipulating you and deceiving you into believing that they are something that they're not, (laughs) they're not interested in whether that hurts you or not. They're not interested in whether their abuse hurts you because all they are fixated on every single day is getting that supply because they are incapable of giving it to themselves. These are the type of people that are extremely sensitive and, and this is the difference between a sociopath who is not sensitive 
and a narcissist, you realize that when I say sensitive, it's not necessarily, well, it isn't. It's not the same as being a highly sensitive person. I'm a highly sensitive person. (laughs) There are plenty of highly sensitive people that are not narcissists. What I mean when I say highly sensitive is that literally you could say one little thing and they are so extremely sensitive and they react so negatively to even the slightest criticisms. Literally, if you disagree with them, if you see things differently, they will attack you. And it just seems like you literally have to walk on eggshells, like literally, like you don't know how to be your full self in front of them because they won't allow it unless it's in alignment with, you know, does this feed my false sense of self? Well, you don't have a sense of self, so of course it's a false sense of self, right? Um, You literally will be able to spot someone with narcissistic personality disorder um, by the way that they play power games with you. And uh, again, it's all about, obviously, once you've established that somebody is, sorry, once you've noticed that somebody is a narcissist, that the, the and, you know, this might be a friend, this might be a lover, this might be your mother, your father. It can be anyone. It can be a priest, your rabbi. It can even be a psychologist <laughs> who will manipulate you into believing you are the abuser when you're being abused in a relationship. It's, it's very dangerous for these people to be literally all over the place. They're literally everywhere. It's all about you establishing boundaries. Boundaries is a key factor in healing. This is why I talk so often about boundaries. So I'm going to talk about literally the signs and symptoms of narcissistic personality disorder. So a grandiose sense of self-importance. I cannot stress this enough. Um, And I am going to talk about the difference between an overt and a covert narcissist, but just generally the, the traits are the same. It's just, it's just, it's just uh, manifested differently. One is overt, one is covert, and I'll get to that soon. But this is literally a defining characteristic of narcissism, right? <laughs> they are so arrogant and they're so vain and they have this like literal sense of I'm above everybody and I literally think I am better than everybody else. In fact, I would go so far to say that I really truly don't believe that narcissists actually see any other being apart from themselves as human they see themselves as human because it's like this is what i want this is what i want this is what i want but they're not interested in empathizing with you because they can't empathize and what actually makes us human is empathy and i know i'm not just saying this because i'm an empath but like empaths really are showing they're showing the world what it is to be human what it means to be human is to feel is to feel everything. You know, one of the reasons why we're so manipulated in this matrix is because people are not in touch with their own feelings. If you start feeling your own feelings, you'll realize how much you've been been, manipula- been manipulated by this matrix reality into being a subservient slave of the matrix, literally. So they believe literally that they're so unique and special <laughs> and they literally only want to associate with high status people, places or things. Um, they just believe that they're better than everyone. And then they will exaggerate lies and achievements and they'll literally prop up this false um, image that just doesn't exist. And that's the scary thing, beloveds, is that... <sighs> okay, I'm going to talk about each... Um... 
each trait according to how it would manifest with a covert narcissist or an overt narcissist. So with a covert narcissist, sorry, with an overt narcissist, which you could just call um, overly narcissistic, is somebody that is more of an extrovert, right? So they would display this in constantly putting people down in a very overt way, in a very obvious way. And everybody in the room can see that this person is a narcissist. It's so obvious. Um, and they will treat people like, ha- they'll basically treat you that, that, they'll basically look at you as if you are lucky to have them in your lives. Yeah, that they're kind of the ones that are a bit of a player um, in terms of romantic relationships. They'll say whatever you need to hear to get you to have sex with them. It's one of the biggest things they'll say exactly because they know they're not stupid. They're actually quite smart. I would say the covert ones are more smarter. So a covert narcissist would literally um, have a more of a woe is me kind of attitude. They would have very low self-esteem. They'd be very introverted, very inward, very, oh, isn't she really sweet? Isn't he really sweet? You know, there's no way that my mother could be a narcissist. She's just so... She's just so kind and yeah, but behind all of that, look at the digs that she's throwing at you. Look at the way in which every time you try to bring up something that you've accomplished, like conversational narcissists, they'll turn it around and they'll say, oh yeah, I did that as well and start talking about themselves 24-7. And it's like, so they've basically shown you that they're not interested in what you, you've experienced. Now the focus is back on them. And that's narcissistic supply. Get everything they do is about taking the attention off everybody else, placing all of the attention on them. So they literally live in a fantasy world. This is the funny thing of delusions. <laughs> Since obviously reality doesn't support their false mask, it can't support their false mask because their, their mask isn't real. They live in a fantasy world and it's distorted and it's full of self-deception and magical thinking. And they literally have to feel so special and they have to have people around them that agree or kind of accept that false mask as real because they have this inner emptiness and shame and they they cannot they are terrified of looking within at their own emptiness at the fact that they've destroyed their own inner child and they're full of contradictions Anything that threatens this fantasy, this 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 reality that doesn't um, exist, they you will see what we what we call narcissistic rage. <laughs> Anyone that's been around a narcissist will know what that rage is. They will go into a rage, into a fit. If you challenge their false reality, yeah, narcissistic rage, and I think that that's. When it's over, it's kind of like it will be in your face, they'll scream at you, all sorts of things. If it's covert, they might not get to that point until they've, they realize that you know who they are. So they might just start manipulating you, they might just start using silent treatment, etc. So another thing is narcissists need constant praise and admiration. Constantly. This is where the su- superior complex comes in. And it's like, it's it's like... They have to have, the, imagine just a, like a glass that's just like empty. They have to have that glass being full because they were made to feel 
very, very small as children and they cannot stand. It tortures them to feel how they felt as children. Instead of just filling their own cup, instead of just giving themselves that giving themselves their own love. If somebody has no empathy, how can they possibly give themselves love? There's no there's no self-awareness, right? So there's no no matter how much you praise, no matter how much an empath will love and be devoted to a narcissist, it will never be enough. Ever be enough because how can somebody even if you are an empath even if you are somebody that because I, th- I do believe that empaths and narcissists literally attract each other like a fucking I don't even know what it is but it's like I think deep down empaths they want to feel seen and so they will constantly love and love and love and love and they know fine well that when they love and love and love and love another being that the other being praises them as well so it's kind of like in a sense don't take this the wrong way in a sense empaths and narcissists are almost like there's like a, um, what I will call a, sh- what I will call a shadow contract, which I will talk about in another podcast, but a shadow contract is basically like a, the fine print in your relationships. Whenever you, whenever you get into a relationship, there's kind of a fine print that nobody says or speaks out loud. And you're just like, I'm in this relationship because, you know, he pays for everything. And, you know, if he stops paying for everything, then I'll stop being with him. It's like, I'm in this relationship with this woman because she gives me the love that my mother never gave me. And it's just like, it's just shadow contract. It's kind of like the fine print of a relationship. And the fine print of, a, of an empath loving a narcissist is that the fact that the narcissist makes the empath feel so good because that's what narcissists are good at. They're good at being able to manipulate you into feeling good. But because empaths, um, they literally... <laughs> they're literally so unfocused on themselves, they're so focused on loving other beings that they don't necessarily know that it's a narcissist. Um, and they just get caught up in this soul con- um, shadow contract. Anyway, I'm going off topic there, but um, everything is one-sided. So you can admire the narcissist all you want. <laughs> you will see that it's one-sided and the narcissist will diminish you any attention that goes on to you and they will do whatever they need to do to get that attention back on them. So, sense of entitlement. Literally, narcissists believe that whatever they want, they should get. And you'll see it in the way that they talk about their wants and their needs. And it's like, I'm the most important person in this house. I'm the most important person in the world. Whatever I want, I will get. And they literally expect people to just literally agree with everything they say, everything they wish. And if you do not (laughs) meet their every need, you're useless. You are useless. And it's like they selfishly will um, expect you to meet their needs. And if you dare to ask them (laughs) for something in return, prepare yourself, beloveds, for aggression, outrage, or the cold shoulder. Now, with with an overt narcissist, they will just literally just tell you straight, like, <laughs> what makes you think I've got anything to give you, you know? With a, with a covert narcissist, they might just use a silent treatment on you. They might just ignore you. They might just kind of, again, redirect the attention back onto themselves if you ask them for something. With a covert, because they have this victim consciousness, this victim mentality, they may just be like, well... I'm going through depression right now. I'm going through this right now. How dare you ask me to be there for you when you know how much I'm going through? You know, it's a very kind of using 
this false victim mentality in order to escape having even responsibility in relationships. Um, One thing that's been really disturbing for me in, in, in seeing firsthand how narcissists treat others is literally they will exploit people without guilt or shame. Like going back to what I said about narcissists, not having empathy. This is why they're a- this is why they're able to do this again to exploit people. Think about what that truly means to exploit someone with having no guilt or shame, like no guilt to truly hurt someone in the most disgusting way, into the most you know in the most cruel and vindictive way, and actually feel no guilt or shame over it. <laughs> like I think that for the most part they feel no guilt or shame, but there there might be a time like say for example, they steal something, they will know that it's wrong, but it doesn't mean that they're going to stop doing it. (laughs) You know, it doesn't mean they're going to stop doing it just because they know theoretically that it's wrong. They're not going to have the feeling of guilt or shame. They're already full of guilt and shame, you know, about themselves. Why are they going to feel guilt and shame about abusing someone in order to get narcissistic supply? It's never going to (laughs) happen. So they literally never developed the ability to identify with the feelings of others. Again, going back to the childhood of having no mirror put up to them of this is love and they've had no love gone into them. So again, it's not about me making you feel sorry for them, but seeing that they were never given love, therefore they can never give love to another and they can never give love to themselves. You know, they're not able to put themselves in other's shoes. So if a narcissist... You know, if a narcissist, you know, say, for example, a, a, an overt narcissist might hit you when, you know, you don't agree with them or they might physically abuse you. A covert narcissist might not necessarily do that, although some do. They might just gaslight you constantly, emotionally abuse you. The same tactics as an overt narcissist. It's just in a more subtle, very, very subtle way. They lack empathy. And they view people in their lives as objects. They objectify you. You're not a real human being to them. The sooner you wake up to the fact that you are not real to a narcissist, you can take your idea of light and love bullshit of we need to love one another and all of this bullshit that just basically sets you up for narcissistic abuse. Throw that out the window and realize the best thing you can do when you know someone's a narcissist is just simply pull back. Simple as. They don't think twice about taking advantage of people to achieve their own goals. Beloveds. (laughs) There's no reason to feel empathy for narcissists because they don't feel empathy for you. So whatever empathy you're giving to them, whatever love and attention you're giving to them, again, they exploit others without guilt or shame. They will exploit your empathy. And as an empath, I am somebody that has attracted narcissists in my life over and over and over again, whether it's been friends, family members that have just always been there, of course, and just I've never been able to just walk away. (laughs) Um friends, lovers, family, it just is what it is. These people are everywhere. It doesn't matter who the being is, just see it as energy. It's an energy vampire. That's why they call them energy vampires is because they they need to feed off your energy and take your energy. Think about how disturbing this is on a deep level. They have to take your life force energy for themselves. Let that sink deep. They're taking your life force energy away from you and filling themselves up with your life force energy. You should be able to give that to yourself. We are not here to feed off others energetically. 
We're not here to do that. And we're not here to just allow people to just feed off us energetically either. It's malicious. Interpersonal exploitation is malicious. And I'm telling you, with covert narcissists, it is not obvious. With an overt, it's obvious. A narcissist walks in the room. Everybody looks at each other. Oh, right. Yeah, that's you. They might not know what what narcissists do necessarily that how toxic their behavior is they just see it and they feel it and it's like yeah you're really vain but you think the song is about you don't you <laughs> literally they don't think about their how their behavior affects anyone like again if you have no empathy why would you care about how your behavior is affecting others and if you dare point out their behavior they will not listen and you will get the cold shoulder. The only thing a narcissist understands is their own needs. Again, a narcissist was completely devalued, completely devalued as a child. In order for them to be a narcissist in the first place, that would have had to have happened, right? So a narcissist will literally intimidate you, bully you, belittle people. They... They feel threatened, literally, whenever they meet someone who appears to have something they lack. Now, this is, the, this is why narcissists are attracted to empaths. Now, narcissists may appear on a surface level to love an empath. Let me tell you something. A narcissist despises empaths. Why do narcissists despise empaths? Why do narcissists despise a human being that is full of love, empathy, and willing to give? Well, because, again, a narcissist feels threatened by someone who appears or has something that they lack. What does a narcissist lack? Empathy. So narcissists go straight to the empath. They're not interested in in beings that are not able to, you know, a narcissist is not just going to go for somebody that is able to love, you know, but, you know, they see your bullshit and then they'll call you out for it. They'll call you out. They're going to go for the most empathic being who literally has so much empathy and so much love that they're willing to forgive over and over and over again. Again, it's not necessarily because you're an empath, although it is because they're craving that love because they can't give it to themselves. They're craving something that they don't have. They want it from you. It's not about you. They don't give a shit about you. Also, empaths, for the most part, have a lack of boundaries. So, narcissists, lack of love, lack of empathy, empaths, lack of boundaries. You can see how the relationship is destructive from the, from the get-go. Um, and then, then, obviously, their self-defense mechanism is contempt. They will literally, like, pull people down. They even have... They even try to destroy their ego. <laughs> and they'll be patronizing and they'll dismiss you... And they'll demonstrate how much you don't mean to them. Insults, name-calling, bullying, threats to force the other person back into line. If you dare, let me tell you something. This is really obvious with both coverts, covert narcissists and overts. But if you dare even subtly disagree with them, if you offend their ego, if you don't give them enough supply, if you don't make them feel amazing, because empaths are so good at make, making people feel good, at they're exp- you know, sacrificing their own self in order to do that. If you don't give them what they want, because again, narcissists, the world revolves around me, I want what I want and you're going to give it me. Because I'm king of the world, I'm queen of the world, right? 
fucking give me narcissistic supply or I will throw fucking bullying at you or whatever it is, they will, in order to get you back in line, say for example, it's a, it's a relationship between a narcissist and an empath, and it's not always the case, it's not always an, an empath and a narcissist, but they are the people that they're going after, um, they will, in order, because an, an empath doesn't like when a narcissist does the whole silent treatment, the devaluation phase, the kind of belittering, whether it, belittering, whether, belittering, belittering, Amy, oh my God, whether it's covert or overt, an empath just wants the relationship to go back to normal. So when that narcissist pulls away, when that narcissist throws the digs, when that narcissist is constantly just, I don't even know, narcissistic rage, like, <laughs> it's actually quite funny. When that narcissist, because obviously it's affecting you on a biological level, it's affecting your whole nervous system, it's affecting you. Your body is going into that, fight or flight mode it's affecting every single part of your being to be held in this held captive captive in this relationship when this narcissistic comes back and hoovers you not necessarily hoovering you because they've disappeared over a long period of time but they've just disappeared whether it be for three days four days whatever it is when they come back it's like I can breathe again. This is literally how people feel. Like I can breathe again. Everything's gone back to normal. So what that narcissist has really done is they've just bullied you to force you in to get back into line. Get back in line. This is how you're supposed to behave when you're around me. And if you don't, I'm going to pull back. Narcissists can be very magnetic and charming. Don't fall for the lie. It's a circus. A fantastical, flattering self-image that is made and designed, beloveds, to draw you in. If something seems too good to be true, then it is probably too good to be true. Obviously, the overt narcissist will be very, very confident, uh, very, very loud, very in your face, almost like a clown. As an introvert, that just throws me off. I can spot a overt narcissist from a, not even from a mile away, from like over there. I can see you, I can smell you, you make me sick not interested, I'm not even going to make eye contact with you because you can make eye contact with a narcissist, narcissistic supply, everything's energy, remember, beloveds. But with a covert, they are so intelligent, more so than the overt ones because the overt ones, it's just like, well, you're showing everyone who you are. Everyone can see who you are. Why, why, why could you not just at least be secretive with it? And that's why, that's why covert is so dangerous. Other than malignant, covert is so dangerous. Because you're attracted to their confidence and, and their, or even if it's their low, it's low self-esteem, woe is me, right? And you get caught up in their web. And it is a web. <laughs> it literally is a fantasy web. And it will cost you. It will cost you your soul to be in relationship with these, relationships with these people. They will, your needs will go unmet. You will not be seen in this relationship. Trust me when I say this. Especially with, with a, because there's you know, different types of narcissists, but... I'm thinking of a particular being who I let go of about five months ago. Um, I called this person out. <laughs> it was so funny. This being was, uh, probably still is, obviously, a conversational narcissist. So whenever I would say, like I said before, whenever I would, even on my birthday, beloveds, whenever I would try and um, say something about myself, what I'd accomplished, because this person would never ask how I am, would never ask anything about my life. And I just don't know why I just didn't see that. At first, I just kind of was just like, yeah, she is a little bit selfish, but I'm just going to ignore it. 
every single time from the second I try and talk about myself, oh, well, yeah, you know, this is what I did. I, I created this piece of art and I did this. And oh, look, I'm, I'm, I'm starting this meditation class. Oh, I'm doing this. Look, 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 look. Yeah, but I've just told you or tried to tell you, beloved, about myself. And again, you are belittling, belittling me and removing the attention away from me because, you know, I don't talk about myself a lot. So even when I try to, for one second, you just completely, (laughs) you have to get the attention on you because you want me to admire you and to prop up your insatiable ego. My desires and my feelings don't count. So if any of this is resonating with you, then, you know, you're going to have a few narcissists in your life that are everywhere. You can't not know a narcissist, narcissist, but the more dangerous ones are the covert ones. Look at the way that narcissists treat others. Like if a narcissist lies and manipulates, disrespects people, hurts people, they will treat you the same way. What makes you think that you're so special that the narcissist won't treat you this way? And this is the the, the most hurtful thing, especially when it's been family members, is that a particular family member, or I would say an extended family member, actually, they're not actually family by blood. Um, A recent experience was, I knew in the back of my head from about a year ago that this individual was a narcissist. And I was just like, all I knew at that time was that a narcissist was just someone that was just into themselves, not interested in anyone else, just selfish, selfish, selfish. On the external level, this individual constantly does things to make her look good. But then when you're with her for a day or two, you start to see what she's really like underneath all of that. And that's what covert narcissism is. It's like on the surface level, everybody sees this being as, oh, she's so nice. No, she's a liar. She's manipulating and she's hurting and disrespecting people. Don't fall for the la- the fantasy that literally she'll be any different with you. No, she will not. You'll start to see that mask fall off. Um, it's obviously important to see the narcissist in your life for who they really are, not what you want them to be. And this is the, this is obviously, beloved, this is the, this is the hurtful thing is it's not easy to walk away from a narcissist. Anyone that's been in a relationship with a narcissist, I don't care whether this is your friend, your friend, your mother, your sister, your brother, or your lover. It doesn't matter who the individual, it's not about who the person is to you. It's about energy. You need to stop making excuses for the behavior because it will hurt you. I will will never go into great detail about who I'm talking about here, but a particular family member of mine, I've known from a long time ago that there was just something not right about this individual. I was never able to have a strong voice in this relationship. I was never able to flourish in this relationship. I always was made to feel like I had to become this pathetic, small, watered-down version of Amy Letitia in order to be in this relationship. In the back of my head, I was just like, why is it when when I'm around you, I literally can't be myself? Now, that's not that's not me saying that I don't have the confidence to be right. No, this individual was so narcissistically abusive, emotionally abusive, and just even the way that this individual would look at me when I wasn't looking and I could see from the side of my eye, giving me, she was giving me the evil eye constantly. And I would put up with so much abuse just to stay in this person's life. You cannot make denial, you cannot den- self-deny without self-denying yourself. The reality is that narcissists will not change. So it's you that has to ask whether you can live with this indefinitely. And even if, you know, a psychologist will tell you narcissists cannot change. I've said this before on Instagram that even if a narcissist changes, it will only be because of through like a life-threatening situation where like they have to change. 
once that period of, oh, I no longer feel threatened now, they will go back to who they are. Because wearing a mask and deceiving the public and manipulating people, oh my God, manipulating people, abusing, that is what they do. They have to get narcissistic supply because they cannot give themselves love. They have no empathy. This is just who they are. Focus on your own dreams because at the end of the day, losing yourself to a narcissist delusions will cost you your soul. You will feel it. (laughs) So just focus on yourself. Focus on what makes you happy. That love that you're giving to the narcissist in order to, to feel valued and worthy and seen. Beloved, just see yourself. Honestly, at this point in my, in my spiritual growth, the only thing, the only thing that I know is that like, I don't fuck around in love. Like the, I, I am not going into love, falling in love, no rise in love, don't fall in love. What the fuck? Like you have to love yourself. You have no choice. If you do not love yourself, if you do not fill yourself up, if you do not in, uh, nurture your inner child and repair your own inner child, you will get into relationships with people that will abuse you and manipulate you with that is covert or overt. And it's something that people don't want to look at. You don't want to imagine yourself being abused. But let me tell you something now. It doesn't matter how strong of an independent woman you think you are. You are still a child within that needs love. And if you abandon and if you self, if you are living in self-denial, you're going to manifest a being that is going to abuse your inner child. What do you need to give up in order to be with somebody else that cannot see you? yourself right healthy relationships are based on mutual respect and caring but a narcissist is incapable of having a reciprocal beautiful relationship and let me just say this and again it's not because I want you to feel sorry for them it's not that they're not willing it's not that they don't want to they they're not able to they're not able to see you in a relationship they're not able to love you because they can't even love themselves they don't see you they definitely don't hear you they don't recognize you outside of this is what I need you to give to me that's all you are to me I'm objectifying you you're an object you're not a human being with goals and desires and fears and bullshit you know I'm not interested in your emotional well-being I don't care whether when when I abuse you emotionally when I gaslight you when I do all of these vindictive things again to you you know I don't care that I said this one day no I'm gonna convince you that I didn't say that so that I can manipulate your sense of reality therefore I can control your mind I'm gonna control you I'm gonna violate your boundaries I'm gonna abuse you and if it's over it's obvious if it's covert it's very silent and sly and conniving. People probably just think, oh, there's just no way people... No, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. These people exist. Whether When someone's been in a relationship with a narcissist, they know what they're talking about. There's no point talking to somebody who knows nothing about narcissistic personality disorder because they're going to convince they're going to try and convince you that you're a liar. And I watched this video the other day and it was talking about inception and I realized that um the main character I don't know if he's called Cobby or something I can't remember played by Leonardo DiCaprio he was a narcissist. And I realized that the other day I was watching this video and it was about like um his wife, right? That he he has this little this little spinning thing, I don't know what it's called. And when this little thing spins, his wife knows 
that they're that the reality that they're in is real so they have it this like spinning top thing in a in a little doll's house and inside the doll's house is the safe and when she opens a safe and she sees this little spinning little metal top she's like oh my god this is this is real this is reality now he can he takes that right and he convinces her that in order to get back to reality and get back to the children they must kill themselves in order to get back to reality. So that, that lying there on, on the train rack and the train's about to come and he, he's trying to convince her, getting her, planting that ideation, that planting an ideation, plant, planting that seed in her mind of suicide, suicidal ideation, right? So when they are in reality, she's no longer content with reality and she feels that reality isn't real and then ends up killing herself. What did the narcissist do? What did Leonardo DiCaprio, DiCaprio do? He got inside her mind, planted a suicidal ideation that she needs to commit suicide in order to get back to reality. Then when she is in reality, she actually does take her own life. And he's like, oh my God, I can't believe my wife's just died. Like, no, you planted the idea. And, and that's what narcissists do. They literally gaslight you. Um, they'll, say they, they'll say something to you and then like, I don't know, a day later or two weeks later, they'll say they didn't say it. What does that do in the mind of a in the minds of a sane person? What does that do? It destroys your sense of reality. If you have a destroyed sense of reality, who's in control of your reality? <laughs> Obviously, the person that's destroying your reality, right? So it's it's all about like it's all about having boundaries and being able to see when it's happening and not not trying to not lying to yourself, going with your gut intuition and realizing that like. These beings, it's not that they don't want to love you. They're not able to. This is, this is, this is the, you know, this is why it's a personality disorder is because like, you know, they'll do stupid things like going through your secret possessions without asking. They'll go through your phone and not think it's a big deal. And they'll steal things, they'll steal, steal your ideas. Like literally, <laughs> thinking about stealing your ideas, every single mask that they wear is literally not only have false marks, but they've literally taken bit, bits and pieces from different people that they know, that they idealize, and they've basically made it their own. So every part of a narcissist, it's like different parts of different people that they look up to, that they could never be, because <laughs> who is a narcissist really though? And that's what you've fallen in love with. You've fallen in love with a complete lie. And that's the heartbreaking truth is that you want to believe that this being is real. But beloved, if you ever saw what was behind, my God, it literally like is making the hairs on my arms stand up. If you could see what is truly behind a narcissist's fucking face, if you could see their soul, make a plan to get out, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> They'll violate your boundaries. They'll take control of your life. And, you know... You just have to ask yourself, what is so important about this person, this dysfunctional relationship, that you're going to damage your self-esteem, you're going to crucify and sabotage your own inner child to simply be with this person? Think about it. Like, what? Why would you sacrifice yourself to be with another person? Your boundaries is what's going to keep you from being exploited. Boundaries is self-love. The minute that we deny our intuition, we are in self-denial. You can definitely count on it, count on it that the narcissist is going to rebel against your boundaries, going to test your boundaries over and over and over again. Not, they're not interested in your boundaries. They're not interested in how you feel. They're not interested. 
they're not interested. If you dare create boundaries, like I tried to create boundaries with a particular individual a year ago. And I said to myself, I know for a fact this individual is going to go through narcissistic rage. I didn't call it narcissistic rage because I didn't know what that was. I just knew that this being would, would just go into a fit of rage because this being literally couldn't handle boundaries. I put my boundaries up. This individual tried to break the wall down of my boundaries, violated me once again. And I just thought, wow, Amy, how many times over what, what's it been now? 10, 20, 25 years? I don't know how many years it's been, but I've seen this pattern with this individual over and over. She never changes over, over the same thing, over and over and over and over. And over. Like a child incapable of having a mature conversation, just throwing tantrums all the time, but yet, were you what? You in your late 30s? What is wrong with you? The consequences of putting boundaries up with a narcissist are horrendous. And even if it's not an overt, it will be a covert one. They might block you. They might completely um, silent treatment you. for. It could be a day. It could be two days. It could be literally eight months. Then all of a sudden, you'll get a text. Oh, hi, just acting like nothing happened. Like, no, no. Be prepared for changes in the relationship because a narcissist will literally feel threatened by your boundaries. They will try and hoover you back in, take control of your life. They will call the shots. And if you even, you know, if you call a narcissist out, their abuse will get stronger and stronger and stronger. They'll come back. And even if you try and walk away from a narcissist, one thing that narcissists do a lot is the hoovering. So if you try and end the relationship and you literally, you know, you, you've, you've accomplished that, you've ended the relationship, you've walked away, a narcissist will use emotional vulnerability to get back into your life, promise to change, no beloveds, they're not going to change, they can't change, it's not who they are, promise to change um, and what they will do is for that last time, they will get you so close to you, they'll get you so close and then they will abuse you like you've never felt before. Whether that's covert or overt, that is because the, they're pulling you back in to punish you for leaving. They're pulling you back in to punish you for attempting to call them out. They're manipulating you with the charm. And they're going to destroy your boundaries. And that's their way of winning you over. So, you know, if you want to protect yourself from feelings of inferiority, shame, um then you have to pull back from these people. Don't give them emotional attention. Um, and don't buy into the way that the narcissist sees you. Because the one thing that the narcissist is scared of the most is not just that you will abandon them and then they'll be like, oh shit, where do I get the supply from? Unless they've got someone in the background, which they probably do. So when they use a silent treatment on you, they're probably either cheating on you or love bombing the other person. But don't believe that this, you see that not the narcissist gets into people's heads very slyly, very slowly, slowly, slowly. Manipulates you into thinking that you are somebody that you're not. Into a very depowered version of you. Because the one thing the narcissist is scared of the most is you remembering who you were before you met them. Let that just sink in for a moment if any of this is resonating with you. If that narcissist in your life allows you to feel who you were, this powerful being, this independent woman, this strong man, you know, because narcissists, they can be male and female. In most of my in my situations, I've experienced narcissistic abuse more with, with females, to be honest. Um, 
They're terrified that you'll remember who you were before you met them. So, you know, don't believe in their lies of shame and blame game, undermining your self-esteem, refusing to accept responsibility, gaslighting, shoving the blame on you. Anytime you try and bring something up into in a relationship with a narcissist, they will, because they can't look within the lovers, they will throw the blame on you. Everything is your fault. How dare you? Let me just pro- project all this vomit onto you because how dare you try and make me look within? Because, you know, I'm perfect. Yeah, you're perfect and you, you can't look within, right? Okay. <laughs> Don't argue with a narcissist, literally. I'm just going to give you some a few tips because... Your natural instinct is to defend your inner child. You're wasting your time. Arguments to a narcissist is narcissistic supply. It's fuel. When they see you getting angry, they fucking love it. They fucking love it because they love that energy exchange of you getting all mad. and Like they love it. They're receiving all of your energy. It's just like, oh, let me just, let me just have all that energy. Just give it to me. Give it to me. Like, no. Just understand, understand what's happening. See it energetically. See it for what it is realize the reality of what's happening don't try and defend your ego (laughs) they won't hear you anyway and you're arguing to a point where it's just going to escalate you're giving them more supply because don't forget narcissistic supply is not necessarily whether it's not it doesn't have to be just in in the in in the form of love you know we see narcissistic supply as like admiring the narcissist giving the narcissist attention giving them you know like admiration like what i said but they narcissistic supply is also when you're arguing with them when you're mad at them when it's energy being thrown at them and they love it so don't waste your breath tell them you don't agree and just move on just just say something as simple as i'm just sorry that you feel that way that's not how i feel and leave it at that don't get into an argument with a narcissist you're wasting your time you're giving them muscle you're giving them what they want The best self-defense against the insults and projections of a narcissist is a strong sense of self. Do you know who you are outside of this relationship? Ask yourself that. Because when you know who you are, (laughs) it's so easy to reject what a narcissist is saying, saying to you or saying about you. Just like, well, I know who I am and I know what you're saying is not what I believe about myself. It ends there. I'm not going to get into an argument with you this is how you feel. You're responsible for your feelings and I'm responsible for mine. Simple. It's just leveled out. So, you know, let go of uh, the approval and this especially for empaths as well. If you need another being outside of yourself to feel loved, all of that love that an empath has within them, they so quickly give it to beings. They just give it away. Empaths, you don't realise that you are the creators. You are the ones that are so in touch with being able to powerfully create because you have all of this emotion, you have all of these feelings. And what are feelings and emotions? It's the power to create, right? So use all of that love that you're throwing out at other people. (laughs) Give it to yourself, redirect it to yourself and stop people pleasing at the expense of sacrificing your own inner child. It's just, it's just, we're at this point now where it's just like, no, get your boundaries in check. Uh, You need to be okay with knowing who you are and the narcissist will never see you. So, you know, stop trying to get attention from the narcissist. Um, And obviously just look for support somewhere else. The narcissist will always try and keep you to themselves. They'll always try and 
speak badly about everybody else so that you don't have anyone else, so that you don't go to other people for help. Don't forget when they change your sense of reality, you're not going to go to another person and ask for help. You're not going to go because they've completely destroyed you, manipulated you on a cognitive level, that you're not going to feel empowered even to go and speak to your mother about this relationship or going to speak to your sister. But you need to have, believers, you need to have people around you that can give you a second opinion. Because people don't generally know what narcissists do, but people know when you're being manipulated. People know what manipulation is, what emotional manipulation is. So you definitely need to get emotional support um, and personal fulfillment outside of this relationship. And anyway, we shouldn't have just one being in our life. You shouldn't just have um, a romantic relationship that fills you up. One being can't give you everything you need anyway, unless it's yourself. You are that one being. You are the one, capital O. You are the one. You just simply share that and compliment your love with another. You don't have another being complete you. And the pattern of dysfunction is an narcissist's life. It may feel comfortable to you because that might be your blueprint. And let me tell you something now, if you're in a child, if your body is screaming, get me out of this relationship, you need to honor that. You need to honor that you feel, your body is feeling abused. You're in a relationship that is not reciprocal you don't feel respected, you don't feel listened to, you don't feel free to be yourselves. And I know for a fact that there's going to be people that resonate with this. And you've never, you've never had the words to put on it, this, this relationship. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's with your partner, whether it's with your father, mother, it's all the same. But you've never had the words to kind of vocalise what it is that's happening to you. Spend time with, with yourself and... You need to truly see your earliest relationships for what they were, for what they still are, if you still have these beings in your life. See how your friendships and how your relationships with your lovers and other family members, how they're mirroring, mirroring back to you your first and most important relationship in your life which is the relationship you had with your parents where you were downloading for the first seven years downloading everything they are, their ideas of the world, their projections, their insecurity, you're downloading that and it became you. So therefore, the beings in your life now as an adult are just mirroring back, excuse me, mirroring back that abuse that you may have faced as a child. Don't tolerate people that invalidate you. Don't tolerate people that manipulating you and it's covert and it's silently done and you know it's happening you know it's happening have a strong friendship circle outside of the narcissistic relationship they're not able to control you as easy if you have other beings in your life that you spend time with and of course the the goal of the, the, the one of the narcissist's goals is to make sure that you don't spend time with other people don't they, they don't want you to cultivate new relationships they'll be very jealous of your relationships whether that you know whether that be of the opposite sex the same sex it shouldn't even matter anyway make sure you're doing things that you love if you have hobbies and things that you used to love doing before the narcissist um came into your life make sure that you're still doing that because the thing is like i said the energy vampires so all of that energy that you used to spend drawing or painting or singing or dancing or you know, playing on your skateboard or whatever it is, that energy is going to them right now. 
it's you know having a narcissistic personality disorder is not the same as self-confidence or being self-absorbed it's just not it's a deep inflated sense of importance it's a deep need for excessive attention and admiration it's a lack of empathy for others it's having troubled relationships it's selfishness extreme selfishness at the expense of others it's narcissism you know being a narcissist also falls on a spectrum as well um And to actually be on, um, to be clinically narcissistic or to be clinically qualified as a narcissist, there are nine official um, things for NPDs, narcissistic personality disorders, that you have to have. Um, you have to meet five of these. So the first one would be grandiose sense of self-importance. Second one being preoccupation with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty or ideal love the third one belief that you're special or unique and can only be understood by or should associate with other special or high status people or institutions fourth one need for excessive admiration fifth one sense of entitlement sixth one interpersonal interpersonal interpersonally exploited behavior the seventh one lack of empathy the eighth one envy of others or a belief that others are envious of them that is a massive one super paranoid and the ninth one is a demonstration of arrogant and haughty behaviours or attitudes. So that's the official diagnosis criteria. And it doesn't make it easier to spot um, when you're in a romantic relationship with one because it's not possible to determine whether someone's a narcissist without that diagnosis. But there are plenty of narcissists out there that have not been diagnosed because if you think about it, why would someone go and get diagnosed? Think about it. They have no sense of self. Why would someone bother getting diagnosed? So again, just coming back to establishing your boundaries and making it clear to yourself and to others what you will and will not tolerate. I cannot stress boundaries enough. I literally can't. I'm protecting your energy because again, with narcissists being energy vampires, they literally are feeding off your life force energy. So if you're protecting your energy, then it's going to make it really hard for them to do that. And also repairing to your inner child and never doing anything or being around people um, and sacrificing your inner child. You, you know, if you do sacrifice your inner child, you're in a state of self-denial. If you're in a self place of self-denial, you're going to attract beings that are so willingly able to manipulate you, so willingly, because they can see. They can see that you've abandoned yourself, your inner child. It's not hard for narcissists to spot out people with low self-esteem it's really not um uh you know even though like 50 to 75 percent of the people diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder are males in my experience it's been mainly females that i've had this experience with including a best friend of mine that i let go of four months ago um these beings are everywhere like i said it's nothing to do with, with whether the male or female again this is just going on you know statistics that have um talked about the people that are actually diagnosed with it but you don't have to have been diagnosed with npd to be a narcissist you know obviously a lot of the population have narcissistic traits we all have narcissistic traits i have narcissistic traits but being a narcissist and having narcissistic traits are two complete different things <laughs> because one is a one is a one is an abuser, the other one isn't, right? So 
I'm going to continue to talk about this. I think it's really important to realize that there are a lot of people in narcissistic abusive relationships, whether this be your friend that you don't know has been abused behind the scenes, whether it be your mother and you just don't want to be honest with yourself that your father's abusing your mother or whether it's you, you know, it's, it's difficult because we are, people are mimicking this sociopathic abusive behavior by those that are in power. And it just, it just is that we, we, because the world caters to extroverts, because people are putting so much attention on the external or the surface level, no one's really penetrating what's actually happening underneath. You know, no one wants to talk about abuse. No one wants to talk about it. So I think it's really important that we have that open dialogue and I hope that you have gotten something from it. If you have, it would be great. If you do listen to my podcasts on iTunes, if you could leave a review, I don't think that's possible on Spotify, but just to support my podcast here and if you do feel like I'm sharing this with somebody that might need to hear this message also do that it would be great and um yeah until next time bye